0: Great day, everyone. Fake it till you make it. I hear that term often, and I'm probably sure that you have too. So, but, you know, fake it till you make it sort of implies that just get through it. That's the most important thing. But is it? You know, as I think about it, I believe that how you get through it is also just as important as the fact that you do get through it. So today on the Coffee with Rhonda show, we are going to talk about that a little bit more, right? We're going to talk about that whole fake it till you make it thing. And we're going to discuss why many people say resilience was the word of 2020. So let's get ready to learn to lead above the grind. So great day, everyone out there. We are back for another episode. So glad that you're here with us. And um, as we get started our session today, this is episode 61 of the Coffee with Rhonda show. So we're so glad that you're here with us. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about resilience and resilience and leadership, what that looks like, what it feels like, and what it sounds like um, in your life. So before we introduce uh, ourselves, uh, just a couple of housekeeping items. If you're out there watching, tell us who you are and tell us what you have in your cup. And as we go through, don't forget to like and share the video. There is someone out there that wants to hear this information just like you. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, so that we can continue to bring you lots of great leadership information. So with all that being said, My name is Rhonda Y. Williams, and I'm your host for the show. Uh, I am known as what I consider to be an R soul, and R soul is a recovering, stressed out leader. And so I have left all of that craziness behind, and I have decided that today I spend my time helping executives and leaders decide to learn to lead above the grind very intentionally, getting to that space where they can live more balanced and with more well-being in their lives. So uh, that's who I am. Today, I have my lead above the grind cup, my coffee with Rhonda on the other side of my cup. And today, you know, in my cup, I have uh, ginger cinnamon coffee. Ginger cinnamon coffee is what I have in my cup. So that's a little bit about me. We're going to go to Miss Roz. Hello, Miss Roz. How are you? Great day to you.
1: I'm fine and I'm working. You know how I do it. How's everybody? (laughs) You are good. (laughs)
0: Okay.
1: So, I'm going to go ahead and introduce myself real quick and go back on me. And I'm Ron Jones, the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we provide four levels of specialized care to your loved one: sitter, homemaking companion, home health aid, and certified nursing assistant. I do it to help the caregiver reduce that SOS on their journey, which is being stressed, overwhelmed, and provided safety and security. When you can't do it all, you give yeah, us a call.
0: Right, and I just have,
1: I just, I, I just have water in a cup because i'm working to keep hydrated (laughs) i'm being good today that's today
0: And today is all that matters. So thank you so much, Roz. You guys, we'll see Roz bopping around in and out as she's working in the background. Uh, Marae will be joining us in just a bit. But in the meantime, we have our special guest with us today, uh, Miss Letitia Bates. I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Letitia at an event where we were not too long ago and just loved everything about what she's doing. So Letitia, say good morning to everyone. Tell us a little bit about you and tell us what you have in your cup.
2: Good morning. I am Letitia Bates. I live in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley um, in Harrisonburg, Virginia. And I'm a mindset and empowerment coach. And I have water in my cup as well. Awesome. awesome.
0: <laughs> all right, everybody. So I'm the odd, I'm the odd woman out today with coffee in my cup. It's okay. It's okay. I'll be all alone. <laughs> all right. So let's see. Uh, So we have um, Cindy out there. Hey, Mom, good morning. She said, I'm ready, waiting for another great show. I have cran pineapple juice in my cup today. Yum, that sounds delicious. Barbara says, why we need to fake anything is my question. Hey, my sister, glad to see you stirring it up. On the coffee with Rhonda show hey miss barbara smith if you all have not checked out barbara's show she has an amazing show and she's just an amazing person so thanks so much to, for tuning in and she's got kombucha kombucha did i say that right i have no idea how to pronounce that <laughs> but it sounds lovely and now i have to look it up after the show <laughs> all right let's see who we who else do we have out there regina hey sis. Okay, hey, welcome ladies. Regina and I have coffee in my cup and then Michael who will be our guest on the show next week. Michael's out there. He said, "Good morning, ladies. Keep smiling." Thanks so much. Oh, okay. So Barbara told me how to pronounce it. Kombucha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that um Phonetic pronunciation. (laughs) Thank you. All right. So let's get our conversation started today. And we're going to start by talking um, about resilience. So today's discussion is on resilience. And we're going to start with the opening quote. I like to start with a quote to sort of set the tone for today. So here's our opening quote. Says resilience is the strength and speed of our response to adversity, and we and we can build it. It isn't about having a backbone; it's about strengthening the muscles around our backbone. That's Cheryl Sandberg, uh, the Facebook COO. And I really like this quote because it talks about the fact of the backbone, right? But it's talking about the fact that resilience isn't so much the backbone, it's really all of those muscles that surround the backbone. So I definitely want to um, be able to dive into that a little bit more um, as we get into this. All right. So... I wanna start by talking about, I like to do a little bit of level setting, right? So everyone throws around the term resilience. What is resilience, right? Let's all be uh, on the same page with that. So let me share a a definition with you. As my printer decides to make all kinds of noise in the background. (laughs) All right, so here's the definition of resilience and we'll use it as our foundation. Resilience is the capacity hear feedback. All right, there we go. The Resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. It's toughness. Or the second definition that often shows up for resilience is the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape. Elasticity. So those are sort of the formal definitions of resilience. But what do you think of... There might be something in the background. Let me make sure that's not me because I am hearing feedback. Driving me a little bit crazy. Um, just make sure that uh, everybody has everything turned down. And maybe it's me in my background. All right. So so, Letitia, when you think of resilience, what comes to mind and what comes forward for you?
2: I think about. Um, I think I'll take a couple of steps back. And what I think is, is really important when we are dealing with challenges and circumstances that are in our lives to really go in and do some reflection work, right? If we don't do that, what happens is life keeps hitting us, keep hitting, keeps hitting us, and we might keep popping up and keep popping up. And then something happens that we haven't really taken the time to really dig a little deeper in, and it just flattens us. If we take a moment of reflection as we're dealing with those difficulties, understand what's before us maybe look back and see in times past where we've been able to recover, it builds a strength. If we're not building it as we go and we're just kind of reacting, reacting to everything, there will come a point where we won't be able to do that and we'll be left, kind of like what happened with us last year. There were a lot of people who were just used to getting up, going, getting up, going, getting up, going, getting up, going, getting up, going. And then when you couldn't go anywhere, all you could do is get up. It like really left people um, in a space. So I think it's about reflecting, learning about what's happened for you and how that can benefit you and others um, in your journey forward.
0: Mm, I love that. I love the fact that you talk about the not not the ones, right? Letitia, double check and just make sure there's not something, uh, a Facebook open or something in the background, because there's feedback when I start to talk. So I love the fact that you you talk about the fact that we are, it's not the once that happens, it's when it happens again and again and again, and that ability to spring back, almost like the definition said, right? We can spring back uh, from adversity, and how we do that really is about our, is, um, how we display and show our adversity and our ability to respond to that. Michael said, in 55 years, I have reinvented myself four times and resilience is the critical key in good leadership. That's interesting, Michael, that you feel like that resilience has contributed to your ability to continuously shift and move and uh, to reinvent yourself this way he said frank sinatra said when i find myself lying flat on my face i pick myself up and i get back in the race that's life right i love that also because it is about that i was listening to something as i was preparing for the show and the lady said that you know resilient leaders know that stuff happens right It just does. It it is not about, oh, why did it happen to me? Those things are going to happen. And when it does, then we really have the ability um, to kind of come back. So I want to talk about so I want to ask everyone out there to think about who do you know that has displayed amazing resilience? Just think of someone, whether it's a famous person, somebody in your life. Who do you know? Type that in the comments for me. Um, anyone that you know that has displayed um, really great resilience. The first th- person I'll put out there as an example is Nelson Mandela. When we talk about resilience, he often rises to the top because of his just ability to navigate his circumstances and to do so, which is this amazing attitude of will and determination to continue to move forward. You know, being in prison for twenty-seven years, he then emerged and as this huge advocate for peace and et cetera, right? So we want to make sure that as we're thinking about resilience, you know, we look to examples around us. Letitia, can you think of anyone that comes to mind for you when you think about, and Roz, I'm going to ask you this too. When you think of resilience, anybody that you know comes to mind as being like, wow, they really went through something and came through that in a a self-assured, positive kind of way. So, um, Roz, let me ask you first, since you're working, and then um, and then Letitia will come to you.
1: The person that I think of all the time is uh, uh, the lady over the Huffington Post. I can't think of her first name. I'm gonna call her Miss Huffington. <laughs> it's, yeah, but 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 she went through a, a burnout situation, but she talked about her resilience, what she did to adjust to make sure that this wouldn't happen again. And she's big on you know, resilience. So as things happen, our resilience has to be adjusted. Just like anything else in life, it has to be adjusted. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at her and take her as my, uh, maybe my guidepost, for lack of a better term. But as I watch her and she still continues to work, but her resilience mechanisms have adjusted to make sure that she didn't fall back in the burnout. So I I I love her. I love the things that she implements. And the biggest thing that she talks about is resilience, but then that also too, it has to adapt and be specific to the person. Yeah. So that's what I've learned.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Roz. You're talking about uh Arianna Huffington, right? And she is the uh founder of the Huffington Post. And she right. talked very openly about her story. I, mm-hmm. I love that you used her um, as an example. And then for, for folks out there, if you don't know her story, it's very inspiring. So I would encourage you to go, go take a look a little bit about how she talks about her resilience and coming through that burnout phase. Leticia, who comes to mind for you? My
2: mom comes to the top of the list. Um, She was a single parent and she was a hairstylist and one night she was coming home it was late she had taken a trip away and a tractor trailer hit the car, the car flipped and landed on her hands. So this was the way she took care of us. So there were people that were around they had to literally pick the car up and it took her months and months to recover but she was bound and determined that she was going to do what she needed to do because she had my brother and I to take care of. So she recuperated. She got a part-time job as a bartender because she couldn't couldn't do hair anymore. And then she went into nursing school as she was getting better. And she just kept going and going and just showing up and delivering. And now she's still alive. She's in ministry. She had double heart surgery last year and we thought we were going to lose her, but nope. She just <laughs> kept going, and so she's healing from that. So she's really been an
0: up-close and personal example of what that looks like. Thank you for sharing that. Um, So Latisha, there must be this thing with moms, right? Because my mom, who's actually out there listening right now, was also a pretty incredible model of resilience. And one of the things that my mom did is I saw her, she's sort of like Michael, right? Mom always reinvented herself when she was headed down one path and decided that that was no longer the path for whatever reason, she would do something different right so um she would open new businesses and she would just adjust her skill set and just every time she just kept moving and she sets her sights on what she wants to do and then she goes and does it and me and my sister and my brother and whoever else better get out the way sorry mom i'm putting you out there but we better get out of the way because cindy is doing what cindy wants to do and it was a pretty amazing Display of resilience. So um, I love that you brought in your mom. That's pretty powerful. So Barbara out there says, COVID required me to pivot. I didn't understand what to do because I was used to face-to-face training. Letitia actually hit it on the uh, hit hit it when she said, "We need to reflect." I had to reinvent online training and it's been the best couple of years for my business. Isn't that something, Barbara, that you can have these situations happen and at the moment they feel like, oh my goodness, what am I supposed to do? How can I ever move forward? But then knowing that there is something, your resilience helps you navigate through those things. So. Um, I do think it's really important that we're mindful of what's around us. I want to touch on something because in the definition or in the quote that we posted earlier, she said that it's not so much the backbone, but it's the muscles sort of around the backbone. So when someone says, gosh, I've got back uh, challenges and I really need to do some strengthening of my back, they're not really talking about the backbone. They're talking about the muscles around the backbone that support it. So let's take a look had some support muscles. And then Roz and Leticia, I'm going to ask you, and if you're out there, I want you to jot down in the comment, which ones of these uh, support muscles do you feel like are really working for you, right? You have this nailed, you just reflectively do this uh, really well. And which of these backbone muscles do you feel like you need to spend some time strengthening? So here are the support muscles that I think about when I think about resilience. So We think of resilience as one-dimensional, but it's really not, right? There are lots of other things happening along with that. So we're talking about self-awareness, flexibility and adaptability, confidence, empathy, attention shifting, and really having the skill set of being able to move your attention when something negative has happened. How are you able to move? and start to uh, shift your attention to somewhere uh, else, and optimism. So which of these resonate for you? So Roz and Leticia, which of these support muscles do you feel like you just do naturally really well? And is there one that you feel like you want to pay a little bit more attention to as a way of strengthening those resilience, uh, your overall resilience? So there we go. All right, so those are some of the resilient support muscles um, that comes into play. So um, Letitia, let's start with you. Are there some of those muscles that you feel are working really well for you and others where you wanna focus a little more? Um,
2: I think self-awareness comes to the top. For, for the thing that I ask myself when I'm going through challenges, um, and it's, it's a different question, and this is a part of that reflective piece, is what good, is seeking to be revealed to me through the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Asking that question takes me out of like the, oh my God, why me mode, right? And then I can start looking and seeing that. And that is where I take the, the time to figure out what my next step is. So I think spending that time, having being self-aware about there, I'm in it, whatever it is, I'm in it. <laughs> and there's some something for the self to do, the part that I think I may need to work on is maybe attention shifting, because I really want to make sure that I'm taking the next right step.
0: So it takes me some time, a little bit more time to shift my attention. Oh, and you know, it's that's interesting, because when things happen, it's how long do you stay in that space? Right? How long do you live there? Um, One of my greatest lessons where I really learned the strength of my resilience was after my divorce. I had lost my job and, and then got divorced in a relatively short period of time. So like my whole world sort of got flipped upside down. And I made a conscious choice not to stay there very long. Right. And that was intentional. I decided I was not going to stay in that low, frustrated, place where I was feeling, oh, woe is me, why did this happen, what what did I do, am I a bad girl, right? All of those things that happened, I decided, um, no, not doing that, right? And just, I, what I did was I closed the chapter of that book and intentionally started looking forward. And it wasn't, I think, until that moment where I really realized the strength and the power of my own resilience, because I was good. And people around me were still going, oh honey, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm good. And they're like, oh, I don't know, you can't be that good that fast. Right. And I'm like, no, I'm really okay. So for me, that was my own um personal story. So Roz, for you, um, any of those resonate with you? And I know you're uh busy, so let me just put them back on the screen quickly for you so you have an opportunity oh, to ready. see those. Okay. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs>
1: Self awareness is my Achilles heel. Um, it's 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 made me understand, and sometimes, a lot of times, I take a step back. So self awareness for me is my step back mechanism to say, hey, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to evaluate? What are the strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities? So the self awareness is that SWAT theory for me. You know, so it helps me identify my problems. Do i need to get help for those problems do i need to outsource for those problems you know you know do i need accountability for those problems or do i just need to stop doing that action altogether so the self-awareness is huge for me huge for me it is number one on my list and Mm self-awareness also lets me know when i need to take a nap so i can go to rest my (laughs) nerves
0: Sometimes all you need is a nap, right? A little nap can fix a whole bunch of woes. <laughs> I am the president of the
1: nap club. Anybody wants to be a membership? Send me, send, send me the application.
0: I do. I want to join the nap club. Everybody else here, you want to join, the <laughs> join the nap club. No, that's awesome. And sometimes it's that simple, right? So changing the story could be as simple as taking a nap right? Giving your brain a break and allowing it to shift and look at something different. So I'm going to go to, um, Michael said, a good tree has strong roots and that allows it to overcome droughts and floods and be resilient to live. Um, That is true. I was reading something uh, along those lines as well about the tree actually having to go through the heavy winds and get beat up a little bit. And when it does that, it strengthens its roots it's always amazing to me how nature really reflects life, Mm -hmm. right? And the lessons in that. So Regina said, yes, my mom is so amazing. She has always reinvented herself. She is still creating as we speak. I love that about my mom. Absolutely. And then mom said, extremely resilient, former President Barack Obama, the first of his kind to be president and they called him everything except the child of God, and he still served two terms without even a major scandal. So, yeah, mom, talk about resilience, right? And then Ms. Barbara says, um, I believe all my re- resilient support muscles are working pretty well, except attention shifting, it's more focus driven. Got it, Barbara. And so that's something for you to think about, right? Because all of those muscles that we have are create that strong backbone and the backbone is that overarching level of resilience. So as we think about um, resilience and, and how we do that, when we are using those backbones, uh, sort of uh, all of those muscles and we have that strong backbone, it shows up in a certain way, right? What happens is the result. So when you have the strong muscles, when you have all of this, then what happens is how it shows up in your life. So Leticia, what do you tend to see from folks when, or what gives you an indicator of when someone is really not exercising those resilient muscles? What would we expect to see?
2: I think it's when people just feel defeated, when they just don't understand. And that's why I go back to the reflection. It's so important because- When people just keep driving, 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 and then something hits them and they haven't done any reflection work, they have, they really don't understand. They, 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 you know what I mean? And it's like, I, but I should be able to get over this because I got over this this and this and this and this and this. Yeah. But it's like, what are you, what did you learn from that? What was being revealed to you? What did that mean that you needed to change? And with that myopia of just moving forward, you miss that. And so sometimes people come to me and they're they don't understand why the things that they're doing that used to just get them through isn't getting them through the same way.
0: Wow. So that piece, uh oh, I'm hearing that back again. Um that piece really says to me, I'm not liking this microphone thing going on today, but (laughs) I guess that's my issue, and I'm gonna have to deal with it. Um so that says to me that when you do move through something, taking the time to understand what just happened is important. What just happened? What are the lessons learned? Leticia, I don't know if we do that really well. <laughs> right? We don't.
2: I, oh my gosh. And that's why you have oh a bunch. That's a, what I have seen is a bunch of powerhouses. I've seen women that have come to me that are in their 60s that have done everything, climbed every mountain, checked every block, and now they're retired and things from their past is suddenly showing up and they don't know how to resolve it. They didn't take the time to like really self check in. And really, honestly, it's not in judgment because we're just learning these tools now, right? It's not like this has been a part of our evolution. It's a part of our understanding now though, that there is value in understanding and healing as you go along the journey and not just always powering forward. So they've gone through, they've had these careers, these esteemed careers, and now some of the things that are in their past, a harm history perhaps, that's unhealed, resurfaces. And they can't just power through. So that's why I think it's important when the thing hits you, yeah, you got to get back in the game, that's fine, but there's something that life is trying to reveal to you in that experience for you. And if you could just take a pause for the cost. And check in and figure that out, that could be a part of your growth forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Roz, what do you think about that? I see you nodding there. I think so far as when people
1: um identify these things, one of the one of the warning signs is that people withdraw sometimes. They 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 pull back. They don't want to say, and when they draw, they pull back, is that they don't want to acknowledge their responsibility or accountabilities and the actions. So what they've done is like, you know, our guest has said, this will things, sweep things under the rug. And now, as we come to that, ta-da time, you know, those things start crawling from underneath the rug. <laughs> and they come back to haunt you. So, you, you know, you can deny these things. You can deny them all you want. But at, at some point, you got to deal with them. you got to come face to face. You know, uh, I go back to this, and Rhonda, Rhonda has uh, been always so kind to me. I was going through a situation that I had put under the rug, and Rhonda had to pull the rug back for me and to help me face that. And to this day, I am grateful to her because if she had not pointed those things out, then I could not have moved forward. And sometimes we can move forward in life and in business and spiritually and whatever else you're doing until you address these issues. I'm done speaking.
0: Yeah, thank you, Roz. It's so powerful. You know, I think one of the reasons why we don't do that is because it feels bad, right? We don't feel good thinking, you mean, what's my role in this? You mean, I did this and I should be doing something different. No one it's, <laughs> a, it's a lot easier to point the fingers at everybody else. But when it comes to pointing the finger at yourself, all of a sudden you feel terrible about that. You're like, uh-uh, we're not doing that right. But I go back to one of my favorite phrases: hashtag it's always you. Hashtag it is always you. It is you now that's not to beat people up, that's no. to say, yes, it's always you in my way. Now I know that my brain is a little twisted. But in my little twisted brain, what that says to me is I'm in control. But you know what, Rhonda? We can't control
1: others. We only can control our actions ourselves. We only can control. I can only control me, and that's what you told me, Rosalyn. You can only control, you you can't control biscuit head, but you can control yourself. I'm just put it out there.
0: Biscuit head? <laughs> no. Listen, we can never control biscuit heads, people. No. <laughs> be really clear about that. Biscuit has we can't control them. But, but but, hashtag it's always you for me means I don't need to control anybody else. I only need to control me because I can change the entire world, at least the view of it, right? My perspective of it by simply controlling me. Um, Letitia, would you agree with that? Totally. That's- but that, but it, it goes back to what you were saying, where it doesn't feel
2: good to go into those, some of those dark places. So it's just easier to keep going. And that, that's what I just think the, the gift of last year was, we couldn't just keep going. There was nowhere to go. <laughs> so you, you had to go in. And, um, and if you look at the fallout from some of that, it's not been pretty. Because people weren't used to really going into themselves. We really do live in the power through society. And I do think we have to power through. But I think there's value in taking a pause for the cause and figuring out what is this thing trying to show me? Because Mm -hmm. when we don't do that, we will find ourselves in the same scenario later. And we'll power through another scenario and another scenario. And it's the same crap. (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> over and over and over again so I think there's just real power in take in taking that step back as Roz was saying and saying whoa what is really really going on why is this showing up why does this keep showing up and more importantly what's my role in it what do I need to learn from it so I can really move on from it and not recreate it mm.
0: so learning the lessons That are being present, that are presenting themselves to us, right? That's a part of this and being able to really dissect and understand that lesson so that you don't have to keep going to that class over and over again. You know, when you go through high school and you get through those last few years, you don't want to be on repeat. Let's just go through there, get the lessons learned so that we can move on. I think that's really powerful. So, Michael said, uh, your support system you have built over the years allows you to stop, reflect ask for help, and then move forward in a new direction. Asking mm-hmm. for help is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. God, Amen. I think we can do a whole show on asking for help, right? And the power of that. So Barbara is still in the nap club. She said <laughs> she is already a member of the nap club, Miss Ross. So you got another member of the nap club. You might need to charge us a couple bucks and you know, give us some lessons because I don't do naps so well. So I definitely need to learn that. i
1: charge you all $5,
0: $5. <laughs> and then Regina said, "Is going to be self-awareness for me to look at how I cannot react and learn to continue showing up better each day. I never knew this before. Um, absolutely, Regina Self-awareness is the foundation and the start of it all. It's very difficult to move anywhere else if you can't get the self awareness piece mm-hmm. uh, down. And then Michael says, "Are men allowed in the nap oh, club?" Um, We're gonna have to talk about that. And uh, well, Ray you- joined. Says hello, be- hello.
3: Sorry,
0: I'm late. <laughs> okay, well, you missed the fact that Roz has a whole nap be- club going on, and right. um, so um, I can, he can still be the vice join. president
1: of the club. He I can, can be vice join. president.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me. She's electing you the honorary vice president of the club, she said. You can. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Marae. We know life is going on. So, all right, let's take a quick break. And when we come back on the other side, then we're going to um just talk a little bit more about what it looks like when resilience is, is showing up for us. Right. What can you expect to see? as resilience is showing up in your life. So let's do our little coffee humor. Our coffee humor today is a day without coffee is like, just kidding, it never happened. Right, we're not ever going a day without coffee, so that that can't really be a thing. Uh, so that's our coffee humor for the day. In case you missed it in the opening song, um, and then also we have our swag that's available. You can visit CoffeeWithRhondaStore.com, and we've got shirts and mugs and look, even aprons there for all of you grillers and cookers and all of that fun stuff. So as we continue to bring you information every single week just always remember that you know what we've got this together we are building and growing and evolving so take a moment to like and share the video if you have not subscribed to our youtube channel there's no time like the present you can hop on over there coffeewithrondashow.com and subscribe to the youtube uh channel so let's move on and talk about hey marae do you have a cup with you yeah i have a cup
3: and i have a coconut water today
0: Oh, yeah, coconut water. Well, our most interesting drink today, um, Marae, was, I'm going back because I can't pronounce it properly, but Ms. Barbara- Kombucha. 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 (laughs) Have you had that, that, Leticia? Yes. Oh, I'm
2: going
0: to have to try. I'm going to have to get in the kombucha club, too. (laughs) Yeah, I I have no idea what that is, and now I'm interested. I'll be looking it up after the show. (laughs) All right, so let's talk to talk more about um, this whole resilience thing when it shows up. So here's some things that we would expect to see when resilience shows up. And I want you all, again, to look at the list and call these out. If you're out there watching in the audience, which of these are really showing up for you, displaying your resilience, um, and particularly during times of challenge? So it says, these are characteristics of resilient leaders. I'll just call out a few for those. And I do this because although you might be seeing it on the screen, when we do our, our audio version for podcasts later, those listeners can't see everything. So I'll read some of, uh, some of the list. Characteristics include a calmness, clarity. Resilient leaders have conviction, right? They're, they have strong beliefs. Um, they they're comfortable seeking help. They seek the opportunities to learn from their challenges. We mentioned self-awareness, the ability to let go. Oh, we could probably do a whole show. In fact, I think we have done a show in the past on letting go. Um, they show empathy, They demonstrate adaptability. They communicate effectively. They're open to feedback and they take risks. So look at these characteristics. And if you're out there, which of these are you proud of? Which of these really show up for you And you, when you are in that place of being resilient? Um, and I'll just start it off by saying for me, um, calm and adaptability are two that, that show up for me that, I, that are staples in my performance, right? When things get difficult for me, you are almost guaranteed that my level goes down, right? Uh, I go into a place of extreme calmness. I don't, we're not doing any freak out things because frankly, I can't think (laughs) when I'm freaking out. And so for me, I bring it in, bring it down to a level of calmness so that I can not only um, keep my logical faculties flowing, but then it also allows me to really start to process through right? So I go into calmness and then I let go of my rigidity. I might think, well, this is how it is and this is what I want it to be and it should be this way. But when I'm when when i in the midst of chaos and there's a lot of things happening, I tend to let a lot of that go and I get more flexible and adapt, adaptable so that I can move and navigate the situation. Because I feel like sometimes rigidity brings on more stress because you're trying to make a square peg fit in a round hole. And at the time that's just not working. So those are two that come to mind um, for me. So Murray, what, what about you? Anything on this list stand out for you?
3: For me it's more about stepping back and just like you stay calm. And uh, the first thing is what is this, you know, challenge uh, teaching me? Where is the opportunity? Um, so that's, that's really where, you know, trying to find, you know, what's the message, what I can learn from it instead of panicking and, you know, starting to go all over the place. So really stay calm and looking for the opportunity and when, you know, when I don't see the opportunity, uh, get feedback from somebody. Um, ask, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you think and, you know, uh, have, you know, some guidance on that and then recollect and, and take action.
0: Right. I love that, that if you don't initially see the opportunity, then you Mm -hmm. seek feedback because you might only be looking through your lens. Mm -hmm. Right. It's hard sometimes to see things when all of you are doing is looking from your perspective. Other people might see different. So I I really um, love that you Mm -hmm. include that in. Roz, what about for you? What are some areas for you um, that stand stand out from that list?
1: The thing that stands on that list is adaptability i have to be adaptable there's no way that i can you know do things and stay in one place and figure that you know one size fits all so far as for rules it's not gonna happen because just like with covid a lot of the rules went out the window <laughs> mm-hmm. so i had to be adaptable you know not only with covid but with policies and procedures and so not only did that impact my business life, but it also impacted my personal life. So I had to be adaptable. Yes, I have certain standards that I will never lower. Trust me, I have some standards that that you know um that I've shared with you all before. You know, like I tell you, you know, my grandmother would says two things we don't chase a man in the bus. I'll never chase a man. <laughs> I'm just talking for Rob Jones. I'm just talking. You've heard me say that before. So But, but anything else, you know, if if it's adaptable and it would improve the quality of my life, make my life better, then yes. And then even you know, even if it causes a little pain, but the pain is also you know the pain of growth. It's not always bad. So adaptability is huge for me.
0: I'm done Mm. talking. All right, Roz. I know I've heard you say it before, but I laugh every time you say it because it's so funny. That That is hilarious. So, Leticia, what about for you? What stands out on that list for you?
2: Well, I'm a pretty strong person, but the, the one that stood out for me was seeking help. I mean, I think we kind of have this thing where we can do it and whatever, whatever, whatever. And so I've just gotten to the space where I don't need that. <laughs> I need to find out what resource I can use that can best support me. And that is reaching out, having a community, building a different type of community around me so that I have strong people around me that if I need to lean on them or if they need to lean on me, we're there for each other. So that seeking help is is a big one. And it's a new it's a new path that I've been forging. I'll say that.
0: So, wow. so I'm, I'm right there with you, Leticia. <laughs> because we, I have this thing, I'm strong, right? I can figure it out, Miss Independent, right? Somebody should write a song about that. Miss, In fact, I think they did, right? I think it was, I don't know. But anyway, that, that comes forward for me. I want to be strong and independent. And if I'm asking for help, it feels like weakness. But Michael said it earlier, asking for help is a sign of strength and not weakness. It's just reconditioning. And reframing that mindset. Okay, if there was anybody out there who's thinking that also, right, that, you know what, sometimes we've got to swallow our pride get our ego in check and go seek the resources that would make these situations go a little bit easier for us,
2: right? And faster.
0: And faster. Because some people know what they're doing. And
2: obviously, if a new situation comes up, you don't know. So having just that awareness that, all right, somebody has been through this, done this thing, let me lean into a resource that can help me. I could save me a ton of time.
0: Yeah, I love that. Because we don't want to take, we don't want, all right. So I guess the question is, do you want to take the slow route or the fast route, right? Do you want to take the slow scenic route or do you want to take the route that is going to get you where you're going without the yeah. least amount of pain, right? That is um, is really important, but only you can answer that question. So if you're not seeking help, and you want to just figure it out on your own because, hey, I, it, it's in my head and I'll figure it out, then that's okay. That's your choice. But, you know, there is another path and there is another option, which is what we all as coaches do, right? We, we help to bring forward a way to reduce the time to impact, right? To reduce the time to getting um, what you want to achieve. So uh, Michael said, uh, self-awareness and situation awareness are the strengths I use when I'm forced to be resilient, I love the situational awareness because every situation calls for something different. And COVID was one of those situations that was new for us and absolutely threw us all for a loop, right? We, we, I think a lot of people learned a lot during the COVID crisis. And we also learned about how quickly we can adapt when we need to. There were things I thought would never happen or it would take years and years and years to happen that COVID was like this. Oh, no, nope, we got to do that. And so it was a good experience for us. Regina said adaptability, ability to let it go, conviction. And again, being self-aware. Um, and my my integrity, I included this. No, that's important to let go. What are you holding on to? I like to say the universe has no memory, so why do you? Right? It happened two weeks ago, it happened two months ago. It's over, like the world has moved on, but you are still stuck there. So, you know. You can move yourself along with the rest of the world, or you can continue to emotionally stay there. And then Michael said, stop and take inventory of your resources, discard what you don't need to take with you, and then move on to a new you. Yay, Michael, I love this because we hold on to stuff, right? We hold on to stuff in us because we think, well, this is me. The only reason it might be you is because that's what you've learned. That's what you've conditioned yourself to. So um, there are other ways to be if you so choose. Again, those are all choices. So no, I love that. So let's talk about some specific strategies as I was looking at this. And one of them that we're going to include, we're going to ask Letitia to introduce our audience to tapping. If this is something we've never really talked about on the show. So I'm actually really excited about this. So When we think about strategies for building more resilience in your life, a few things they talk about managing your energy, um, shifting your lens, finding your sense of purpose, making self care a priority. And I'm going to pause there for a second because all of these things think about if you are leading an organization or a team, or if you're just leading yourself, all of these things matter. Managing your energy, And then managing the energy of your team, right? Is your team in an absolute frenzy because things are are moving quickly and rapidly and changing, Um, shifting your lens and helping the team shift perspectives? Yes, this is not what we wanted. This was not the original goal, but where's the opportunity here? What What can we take out of this, right? Finding a sense of purpose. If all else is going crazy and chaos is breaking loose, Regrounding yourself in your team in a sense of purpose, and then having the ability to uh, shift uh, your priorities back to caring for self and encouraging every single member of your team to do the same. I do this on a regular basis with my team. I am always saying, How are you taking care of yourself? Take time, you know, do what you need to do for you, and, and we will all support that. So, um, Leticia, tell us about EFT tapping. And if you guys are not familiar with tapping as a technique, I think there are some uh, opportunities for tapping to be able to help us in terms of our resilience. So tell us a little bit about tapping.
2: Yeah, so this is one of my favorite topics. Um, I love tapping Um, more than crab cakes. Not sure. I (laughs) I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, so EFT tapping is a mind body tool. And what it does is it activates the body's rest response. So when we get stressed out, we're frustrated, we're angry, any of the negative emotions, so to speak, our bodies react to it, right? You know, we get the headaches, we get the butterflies in the stomach, the tightness in the back, the pains in the body that come from stress. And so tapping is a tool that when you're tapping on acupuncture points, there are no needles involved, you're actually using your fingers, You're bringing your body from that stress response into the rest response. And it's just such a powerful tool because if you are dealing with a high-powered stress situation or really even just emotional stress, you can use the tapping to bring that stress level down. And it's done through tapping on various points. Um, Different people use different, different points on the body. Most of them are on your face um and you just tap through the points to bring down if you if you're open for we'll do a little exercise are you good with okay. that
0: yeah that would uh-huh. be great
2: all right so everybody including your viewers and listeners you just take a breath in and blow that out and just rate how deep the breath was on a scale of one to ten. Ten, it was a really deep breath and one it was pretty shallow just notice how deep it was just notice whatever your number was i was at a six So whatever your number is, we're just going to tap through the points. Um, I'll call them out for those who are listening. And um, and then I'll I'll visualize that we'll do them um, visually as we go through. So notice your number. If you were at a six, you just want to release four to get to 10. If you were at a seven, you want to release three to get to 10. Tracking with me? Yep. All right. So we'll just tap through the points. So everybody just repeat after me. You're just going to tap right there between your eyes, right at the tip of your eyebrow and just say, I release and let this go. I release and let this go. Now you're gonna tap right at the side of your eye, right at the corner where your eye would start and just say it again. I release and let this go. I release and let this go. And now you're gonna go right underneath your eye in that hollow space. And just say it again. I release and let it go. I release and let it go. And then the last point we're going to tap on is your collarbone. It's right there where a necklace would fall. And you just tap on those points with your two fingers and say, I release and let this go. I release and let this go. The last thing we're going to do is just squeeze the wrists, breathe in and out. And now I'll ask you to take another deep breath in and blow that out. And notice that your breath got deeper. Did everybody get a shift on that? Mm -hmm. And you could feel your breath go deeper. So what you're doing is whatever stress level you're at, when you use the tapping, you interrupt that stress response and you bring on your body's rest response by just using the tapping points to tap in these different areas because they're connected with the meridian system, which brings about that rest response in your body. The way this works, if you're frustrated, if you're upset, if you're mad, you can easily tap through those points to calm your nervous system down. It's just a really, really, really powerful tool. Wow. Wow. Wow.
0: So for tapping, Is it something that you do, what do you recommend to your clients? Is it something that you do at the end of the day or in the moment? Do you take a a break? What's the most efficient and effective way that if you are in stress and often right now people are in ongoing stress, right? Every day when they go to work or their family situation, every day it's stress. So how would you recommend using this in that case?
2: Yeah. So the the beautiful thing about tapping, it can be used in the moment, but it could also be used in the evening. It could be used at nighttime to say, I'm just going to let the rest of my day go. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll just think about if I've had a really stressful day, just, you know, whatever is still active for me. Maybe I was frustrated. Maybe I was angry last year. There was a lot of tapping going on, right? <laughs> it was like, right. Um, so, whatever is active in your nervous system, whatever emotion is there that's upsetting to you, you can tap through the points to calm yourself down. And the reason that it's so important is when you're in that stress response, you're you're not you're more resourceful. You've got mood swings. You're not thinking clearly. Everything is restricted. When you're in a calmer state, the same exact scenario could be going on. But when you're in that rest state, you can think clearer. You can make a better decision. You can you know, you know, can relax, you can sleep on it, right? Wait until the next day before you take a reaction. So anytime you're activated and, or feeling stressed out is a great time to tap. When you're looking at some of the deeper issues, like maybe an abuse history or a harm history, that's a little bit deeper. And that might be something that you want to get help for. But just as a practical way of doing it, you can do it in the morning. You can do it in the afternoon. You can do it anytime you get stressed out. And you can do it at night to kind of let it all go.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, Cindy said, wow, t-shirt, who would have thunk it? <laughs> I know. I know. When I
2: discovered it, it was just amazing because it's really, it's in, it's at your fingertips. And it puts you in control in a way that's just unimaginable. I won't tell the whole story, but I will tell you, I left a 20-year career to do this full time. That's how powerful it was. When I discovered it and it changed my life and I started realizing I could help people completely like change their lives, I was like, I have to do this. So that's a big part of what I do in my mindset and empowerment work.
0: Wow, oh, very powerful. So I, I can't believe it's only five minutes before the hour Um, already. This time has flown by. Michael said, sorry, I have to leave now. See you next week. Never stop helping your audience. It is appreciated. So we're going to move into our closing segment and what's in your cup. Um, David said the tapping conference finished last week. Yeah, I did see that there was that tapping conference going on. I like the fact that the tapping system also taps into the meridian system, but it doesn't use needles. Right? The needles. Right. To... <laughs> I like the no lead needle thing. No <laughs> needles, me too. Yeah. Not really feeling the whole needles thing. So, let's go through the what's in my cup segment and really talk about what we're taking away from the show and if you're out there watching, tell us what you're taking away. Every show we try to put something in your cup. For you to be able to take away, and this show is no different. We've covered a lot of ground in a short period of time. So uh, when we come back on the other side, we're going to ask Marae and Roz what they're taking away, and then Letitia, we're going to ask you to share any takeaway thoughts you want to leave the audience with, and how they can connect with you. So uh, we'll do that right on the other side of this. But first, I almost forgot the picture. All right, first, let's do hold up our cups and get our. Cup picture. Uh oh, Roz, Roz, you got your cup. Uh oh, she's coming. She's Roz is like, where's my cup? <laughs> Roz has been all over that house and she's like, <laughs> there she go. All right, got it. <laughs> That was funny. All right. So on the other side of this, we'll go and we'll uh, share our final thoughts. Again, if you're out there and you want to share some final thoughts with us, that would be fantastic. We'll see you on the other side. All right. So as we wrap up our show, what did we put in your cup today that you're taking away? Mireille?
3: The the key takeaway for me is really looking at resilience, not only, you know, looking at the mindset, but also the body because uh, of what, you know, Leticia just said, it's not just about, you know, the mind, but your body as well can help you to relax and to uh, to manage, you know, the stress and the the frustration that you can have, you know, when you're challenged. So I think that's the key takeaway for me because I don't always involve my body. uh, So that's something that I definitely gonna look into.
0: Awesome, thank you, Marae. It's really easy to stay focused on the mind, right, and just mm-hmm, think, think, mm-hmm. think. But that mind-body connection is powerful, and we exactly. we definitely we've been talking about that lately. That that connection is really important. So, Ms. Roz, what are, what are you taking away? What's in your cup?
1: I like that tapping. I like that tapping. Yeah, mm-hmm. I might tap on some other people. You know, put my hands <laughs> and tap.
0: Okay, so be careful, caution, tapping caution always. No, (laughs) that's great. I I love the tapping because it's a technique that it doesn't seem terribly difficult, um, but probably used consistently. I'm sure there's a right way to do it also, but consistently to have that in your toolbox right? could be really powerful. So Leticia, tell us any last words or comments you want to leave folks with and uh, including how they can learn more about the work that you're doing.
2: Yeah, I think the, what I've learned today and what's in my cup is that resilience looks different for different people and that's fine. I don't think you can get it wrong, but I think the more we can talk about it, we have different ideas of how we can approach resilience. And I think that's really, really a powerful way to Uh, to come together in in a community and learn from each other. Um, And I would just say, you do think about the reflective piece though. Really think when things keep coming up, particularly if they're the same kinds of things surfacing for you, take a pause for the cause and have some reflection and ask that question, what good is seeking to be revealed to me through this? And in terms of reaching me, um, what I offer is a free talk to see if we might have an opportunity to work together. And people can find me at chatwithletitia.com. And um, then let's talk and see if um, you know if if there's a if there's a fit there. I work primarily with women entrepreneurs, but I'm open to people who may be in a professional world who might be seeking to move into a different direction.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate uh, meeting you and you being here and the amazing work that you're doing. Um, I think that in my cup today is really uh, understanding that resilience is multidimensional. Right, it, it involves different components for us, and we want to be mindful and strengthen all of those. Like As I was preparing for this show, I hadn't really thought about resilience in terms of the support muscles that we talked about and building those other muscles so that you can have that backbone of resilience. But you can't have it just in the vacuum, right? You've got to build your confidence and flexibility and uh, deal with your mindset and your awareness. You've got to bring all of those pieces together um, to really be able to effectively um, do that. So uh, I want to share um, as a final thing, a quote from Nelson Mandela. And, uh, and I love this uh, quote by him. So Nelson Mandela said, I never lose. I either win or I learn right? I never lose. I either win or I learn. And when we think about the challenges in our life, if we start to approach them in that way, I can't possibly lose. I will always win. And at the very least, I will learn. And that's powerful too. So I would love to leave everyone with that uh, as, you know, the final takeaway from us. And uh, our uh, last comment out there, uh, Cindy said, uh, let's see. Oh, as always, love this show. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the Coffee with Rhonda show. Uh, we will see you back here next week. Same time, same station for another great episode for, uh, for my panel. Stay tuned for just a moment for everyone else out there. We will see you all next week. And in the meantime, do some tapping. Tap on you, tap on others as Ross say, you know, hey, tap on whoever you feel like needs a little tapping and we'll see you all back here next week.